is a needed Become, become the pulse of the revolution In the ranks of the masses rising Get up, get up, your voices are needed Become, become the pulse of the revolution In the ranks of the masses rising Greetings everyone, this is A Call to Actions I'm your host, Bobby Vaughn, and today in the studio we have the actual founder, as she likes to say, co-founder of A Call to Actions, Kimberly Schultz. Hello, everyone. All right. All right. It's been a while since you've been on. Anyways, uh, we're we're going to continue something a little rare at this point in podcasting history. We're doing a an audio document read and this one is uh is the second episode for for the document entitled biological research and self-driving labs in deep space supported by artificial intelligence uh again just just to remind anyone who listen who hasn't heard of this document or listened to the last one um this this record was published in a scientific journal entitled machine intelligence and that's part of uh nature's that's a scientific journal uh where scientists doctors um professors submit their own research studies on projects and uh, so that others uh, within the scientific field can have free access or a lot of the times uh, paid access to these these records Uh, this record itself typically you're not going you're typically you're not going to find this in just a normal search engine you might be able to find uh, you might be able to find it now though but it's part of part of a a layer of the internet that's known as the deep web, uh, as opposed to the the above ground regular internet. So, without further delay, we're going to do our ethics review, starting starting off where we uh, where Chris Bardu and I left off on the. Uh, Episode one of the ethics review. So before that, if there's anything you need to say, Kimberly, right now. Now my my first question about something being in deep space. It's like if it's off Earth, does that mean that the rules off Earth are not the rules that are on Earth? Um, kind of one of those anything goes you can't get to it you can't touch it you can't see it you can't bust in and save anybody from you know said doom like you know PETA can't just pop in there and open up the doors and get the rescue the animals or whatever is being um, you know subjected to testing Um, that's just kind of the first thing I thought is there's no way to stop what is going on because you can't get to it. So that just was kind of a red flag to me. Why deep space? Right. Outside of Leo or low Earth's orbit. Yeah, so without further delay, we're going to begin 
episode two of our ethics review of this document entitled Biological Research and Self-Driving Labs in Deep Space Supported by Artificial Intelligence. It was received two years ago and accepted only a few months ago this year. So they waited two years to release this record to the public. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> a lot of outfits, including Sandia National Laboratories, the Human Research Program at NASA over here in Cleveland, Ohio, was part of this uh, this research and development project. So. All right, anyways, I'm gonna get it going, uh, beginning where we left off last time. And I might use my narrator voice because I, it makes me feel good to use my narrator voice. Space biology research data. Space biology research leverages space-flown and ground analog experiments using model organisms to understand space impacts on increasingly complex life. So yeah, uh, we're going to be giving our comments as we read. Uh, again, if you're just listening, um, thank you guys for tuning in on Wisdom, uh, the app for podcast hosts. I appreciate you guys. Um, anyways, and Kimberly, feel free to open up and, you know, interject at any time. You know, this isn't just me. Uh, this is, uh, this is for, for open discussion. And if we don't talk about it, if we don't give our, our opinion on it right now, then no one will probably. So, all right. I'm going to start that one again. Space biology research leverages space-flown and ground analog experiments using model organisms to understand space impacts on increasingly complex life. Experimental models include unicellular organisms, for example, prokaryotic, eukaryotic yeast and fungi, as well as tissue on a chip models, invertebrates, simple model plants, vertebrates, for example, mice, rats, fish, and crops and edible plants. Model organism research is key to translational research science with the resulting evidence influencing the direction of human health research and driving the design of life support systems. Um, well, okay, when they said vertebrates, first of all, in the, in the, first, ep in the first episode, uh, we, we started to understand that not only were just vertebrates and animals and uh, and cellular organisms part of their research they, that they actually the end goal is to create new new synthetically new synth synthetically created human beings 
that will live in space without a spacesuit. Well, I guess I'm alone here. Feel, uh, feel free, guys, to call in uh, if you have any, any comments or anything. At the molecular and cellular levels, space biology experiments seek to characterize all possible space flight-induced changes in cell morphology, development, and differentiation, protein regulation, epigenetic processes, and gene expression, among others, organ-level modeling systems such as tissue on a chip models are used to study shifts in cellular organization and communication. The current understanding of biological responses to spaceflight incorporates experimental evidence from a variety of data types along hierarchical biological levels from molecular to single cell to whole organisms. And as we understand the current level of biological responses to spaceflight, we know NASA is using human beings in, in understanding the effects of humans on uh, when put into space or when put, put into extremely stressful environments when they're take, com taken completely away from their planet and put in complete isolation. Uh, as a way to serve their country through space research and development. And they come back shell-shocked uh, more, than, more than soldiers do, um, but rarely will we ever hear uh, an astronaut actually tell us what they seen when they were out there. And, and remember this, when you hear the, the, the phrase, uh, whole organisms, they're still talking about humans because the end goal, again, is to create, recreate humans for space. Uh, that's their goal. At the cellular level in both humans and rodents, six fundamental responses to space flight have been well characterized, including increased oxidative stress, DNA damage, mitochondrial dysregulation, telomere length, and epigenetic, metabolic, and microbiome changes. These responses have been linked to a variety of physiological effects including cardiovascular dysregulation, central nervous system impairments, bone loss, and immune dysfunction. The majority of current space biology knowledge originated through ground analog experiments, satellites in LEO, LEO, which is low Earth orbit, and from experiments on the space shuttle or the International Space Station. I hear these negative side effects. First thing to me is red flag. We weren't made to be in space or God would have created us to be in those conditions. So it's not natural and why do we have to, what's the goal of this? <laughs> it, it, to change humans to be in a different environment that's not natural and actually detrimental 
to a natural human being that well, was meant to be terrestrial, not off Earth. Well, I mean, just just read read the title. Uh, biological research and self-driving labs in deep space supported by artificial intelligence. What that is are self-driving laboratories that perform these are autonomous machines that go, come down here collect biological information and go back up into space and perform their automated machine experiments uh, depending on what what information has been given uh, to settle other planets whatever type of information it believes or whatever type of biological processes or creatures uh, it believes should be created in order to to settle other planets and I think the maniacs uh, in NASA really need to take a step back get outside of the machine and get out onto earth and actually walk around on earth for a little bit rather than spending so much time in their freaking labs because they've lost their mind all right I don't take this lightly because it, ha it has a potential when giving, given this much authority and autonomy to a machine to just come down here, take bio samples and do whatever it wants with it, uh, in my opinion, is a, a an existential threat to humanity and all of all of God's creatures here, all of the the organic creatures that have that flourish right now. You know, yeah. Uh, there are companies and corporations that are screwing up the planet through uh, through leaks and you know chemical um, discharges into our local bodies of water and land. Yeah, but still, nature finds a way. Okay, but these machines are not natural and are not nature. And giving this type of autonomy to machines is not a good idea, especially when putting them up in up into space all right continuing the majority of current space biology knowledge originated through ground analog experiments satellites in low earth orbit and from experiments on the space shuttle did i already say that yep all right well i'm gonna read it again all right or or the international space station to facilitate NASA's goals of human exploration beyond low Earth orbit to the moon and Mars, space biological research is now focusing on characterizing the risks for deep space travel for mammalian or mammals, plant and microbial life. For example, the successful Artemis 1 launch in 2022 saw the deployment of NASA's BioSentinel experiment which sent yeast cells to heliocentric orbit in an automated microfluidic culturing device aboard a CubeSat to measure the effects of deep space radiation. 
experimental platforms such as BioSentinel that are sent beyond low Earth orbit must be robust to several limitations, including long transit times, extreme environmental conditions, limited crew availability, and limited sample return. Small ex experimental platforms such as CubeSats must also have the capability to generate their own power and control their internal environment for temperature, carbon dioxide levels, and so on. Conducting biological research beyond low Earth orbit will require advanced technological design not fully developed yet, which will be resilient to space conditions and have limited communication with Earth. Limited communication with Earth. Such technology needs to enable partly or fully automated experiments together with continuous environmental monitoring and in situ data processing and analysis. Although aspects of these capabilities exist on Earth, there are major te technology gaps that must be resolved before routine experimentation with relevant biological models can take place beyond low Earth orbit. Due to the necessarily automated and in situ nature of future biological experimentation beyond low Earth orbit, it follows the AI and ML, which is artificial intelligence and machine learning, will have essential roles in enabling these platforms. Good God. Oh, all right, so here's what they're saying. All right, let me just read that last one again. Due to the necessarily automated and in situ nature of future biological experimentation beyond low Earth orbit, it follows that artificial, intel artificial intelligence and machine learning will have essential roles in enabling these platforms. For biological research, all right. Here, here's a question I have. Uh, some pick, picking up where Kimberly's concern was earlier. Since it's beyond Earth, beyond low Earth orbit, and the machine, as opposed to humans, are in charge. Are there really any any spirit, any laws? I mean, like, here's the thing. Uh, laws of a world will always will always break. I understand that, but there are spiritual and ethical laws that everyone should go by, even when programming a machine that's doing pretty much its own thing uh, with limited Earth contact. So, with their their human experiments. Is it possible they feel a little more comfortable sending SCNT or somatic cell nuclear transfer, also known as human clones, into space because they feel that human clones don't have souls and they may be a better fit for the human 
sector of the research and development? I think it's possible. I think in space without humans, I think the machine would probably try to find a way to recreate humans. And Dr. Zavos found a way to artificially create humans anyways. It's called human cloning. He's called the father of human cloning. I exposed him um, on one of my other podcast episodes on a, a call to actions. Yes, a call to actions. Um, so this makes me think, makes me wonder if that's why uh, Elon Musk was so interested in Dr. Zavos' uh, services. Why Elon Musk, why Dr. Zavos admitted to me uh, in secret that he has a new client named Elon Musk. And Dr. Zavos still won't tell me exactly why Elon Musk wants Dr. Zavos's human cloning services. He still won't tell me. Still won't tell me. I've tried. And then his SpaceX stuff. Right. Um, is that deep space? It would be if I could get up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if all these rockets. It just sounds like the stuff's all connected. It, yeah. Yeah. With automating everything and attempting to recreate humans for space, it would make it. It would be more feasible for the machine to artificially create humans through a, a process called somatic cell nuclear transfer, where all it does for the, for the human biological specimens, it comes down here and collects eggs and, um, and cells, female human eggs and cells of the human beings of which the AI wants to recreate in space. All you have to do is look up how cloning is done and see that you know they're making this AI to, to go out into space and perform all this research and development and recolonization with limited Earth contact. Where the human being is no longer in control, there's this AI that's in control of these space vessels. Sounds like a sci-fi horror film, quite frankly. Yeah, but here we go. And again, if you're just tuning in, uh, the name of the document we're reading, giving an ethics review on is, it's called Biological Research and Self-Driving Labs in Deep Space Supported by Artificial Intelligence or an AI machine that performs bio-research on earthlings in order to um, settle other, other uh, planes out there. Anyways, uh, I'm, I'm not going to stop there. I just, uh, I, I'm going to have to take a break briefly. And um, Kimberly, you good? I think you can... Um, then you can can give the listeners a little piece of your mind while I go use while I take a little break. All right, that's fine. All right. Let me know where you left off there. Right there. Okay.
Yeah, so automated experiments in space supported by AI. The whole idea of an AI automated or driving something without any kind of supervision, self-driving. Self-driving machines, whether it be a car, whether it be another vehicle, the whole idea to me is there's, there's no ethics in, in the thought process. It's like only what it's been trained to do, or it just seems so lacking of being able to make sound decisions like a human, where, you know, what if this thing decides that it's being threatened? And then at any cost, it's going to attempt to um, protect itself at all costs. And to me, any kind of machine that, you know, you've seen it in the movies, you've seen it in um, Space Odyssey, um, all of a sudden this machine feels that it's threatened. And then at all costs, this machine with biological things inside of it decides that, you know, it's going to protect itself at all costs and everything else is a threat. Who knows where that's going to go? I mean, it just I would never even go there in the first place. I would never even entertain it. it right. But we have but we have Sandia National Laboratories. We have the Human Research Program uh, at the NASA site in Cleveland, Ohio, plus about 150 other uh, sites based throughout the U.S. Uh, participating in this in this project um, through NASA. Uh, hey, let me say something real quick. Is they really didn't bet on a PETA or PETA, People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, um, or or Amnesty International, you know, human rights organization. <laughs> to uh, find a way into space. But if they continue this R&D, mark my words, uh, Amnesty and PETA will find a way to get into space and, uh, and, report, and report on the human rights violations, uh, especially on the human clones that they're creating for their bio-research labs in space. Um, as well as the animals that they're researching on in the name of human health uh, for space exploration. Where'd you get to, Kimberly? Here. Well, you know what? I want to bring up another. Where'd you get to here? No, I was just, I haven't read any of that okay. yet. I was All just right. commenting on some things about the threats of AI driving itself and it mm -hmm. considered being threatened and what could happen in those situations. But then, you know, when you talk about Elon Musk and, you know, his so, so concern for humanity, you know, with the pandemics and all this kind of stuff and all the... AI 
claiming that he's concerned about AI so he can claim to be some savior, some some white savior, as uh, as they all try to be. You know, and then you have, you know, we're, we're in end time, so you also have that to consider. So, you know, say, you know, we have Jesus returns and, and takes, you know, the Christians and believers, um, you know, out of here and up into heaven, and all of a sudden, you know, now what? Now what What happens after that? Are they going to, um, you know, th- there is an end. There will be a new earth and a new heaven. So are they trying to escape that situation? Do they want to, like, create their own little separate thing in space while um, all that's coming together? It just sounds like complete madman control and, you know, edging God out no ethics just put the machine in in the middle of it uh, let the machine drive it let the machine make the decision well you heard what elon musk said uh, a few years ago i think i believe it was 2019 musk there were a lot of quotes by musk back then that are really controversial to myself um and you know ai ethics but he said, well, if you can't beat him, Join him, if you can't beat him, you know the old saying, here's what Elon Musk said, if you can't beat him, then join him. And now here he has his Neuralink that was supposed to go into mm-hmm. human, human trials. This year. What's interesting about that is during the same time he wanted to enter the human trials, that's when he was talking, talking to Dr. Zavos. Uh, I'm the only one who knows that. Because I got Dr. Zavos to admit it to me. Um, Dr. Zavos is the father of human cloning. And he said he had a new client that was interested in his services. And that was Elon Musk. He was meeting him out near Anaheim at a fertility conference. He still won't answer my questions on how or why Musk wanted uh, Dr. Zavos' human cloning services. But put the pieces together. Brain implants. Here, here's here's Elon Musk's companies, right? Tunnel boring, the boring machine, right? Or the boring company. SpaceX, space exploration. He has Neuralink, and don't forget about Neuralace. Yeah. Neuralace he introduced right before the the quote pandemic, what we call the pandemic. Neuralace was supposed to be an injected or an injectable uh, parallel artificial, artificially intelligent central nervous system for human beings as a way for humans to survive and become uh, more intelligent than the AI on the horizon. So we have the savior, the quote white savior known as Elon Musk, which is really just a walk up to the Antichrist. He's not, I don't know if, I don't think he is the Antichrist. He's a walk up to the Antichrist. So, but um, anyways, let me get back to the audio document read. We've already, we've given a huge chunk of our opinion uh, on this ethics review. Um, oh, just one last note. Right. So he's been working below Earth and oh, yeah, the bo- he wants to work above Earth. Right. You know, when, when it started to break above the surface, that, um, you know, human beings uh, have been boring tunnels un- underground and connecting major cities throughout the U.S. He ca- he came in and created a company called the Boring Company, 
which uses the same tunnel boring machines that we already knew about that the military industrial complex was using to bore tunnels beneath the surface of the earth in subterranean environments from city to city. Uh, he has a project outside of Las Vegas, which is interesting because that's a human trafficking capital of the world is Las Vegas. And he's boring tunnels under Las Vegas? Hmm. Plus he's involved in brain implants and, and breaking news may be cloning human beings for research and development purposes. Transhuman. All right, so automated experiments in space supported by, how long we've been on here? Hold on. I try not to go for longer than an hour. Do you know how long we've been on here for? Not yet. I you know what? I think this would be a good, a good stopping point for us today. I think, I know we've been on here for, for nearly an hour. I try not to go too long. I could stay on here longer just to see how many wisdom listeners we get, but I think that le that will leave us with a good um, cliffhanger into episode three of our ethics review of the nature machine intelligence document released just a few months ago by nearly 150 outfits at various science sites based throughout the U.S. from NASA. The document is entitled Biological Research and Self-Driving Labs in Deep Space, supported by artificial intelligence. We'll continue that uh, the next time we jump on here. Uh, we, uh, we're kind of anarchists, so we don't have uh, a set schedule, really. We just do it when we, when we feel like doing it. So, all right, uh, to everyone listening out there, to all the loyal listeners, um, thank you so much. Anyone who doesn't know about a call to actions, uh, go to a call to actions.com or subscribe to a call to actions on any podcast network. We, we do it 100% independently. We, we don't have, uh, we don't, we don't have any marketers. We don't have anyone else besides just Kimberly and myself working on this. So uh, all listeners are appreciated. And anyone who wants to drop a comment, uh, just send it out any, any way you can, either through the comments on the podcast or email it to upandout at hush.com. Well, it's really anyways. about tech con connecting the dots here, really, to see the bigger picture because... Independent um, investigations, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, because... You know, they're, they'll they're kind of tell you what they want to do in movies. They make it look futuristic, and it seems like it's too far out there to be true. But um, these technologies are being worked on, have been being worked on, have been dreamed about and uh, in nefarious places, and we're here to expose that so that we can potentially prevent it, at the very least make people aware that this is going on and the ethics that are um, connected to it so that we can see right through what these goals and end goals well, are. People, people can't make good choices or good decisions without first having the truth or without first having 
good information. And that's something that we strive to do. Um, and I can tell you personally, at the expense of my own health. But anyways, uh, next time on episode three of our ethics review of this document, we're going to begin in automated experiments in space supported by AI. And that is a section within the record. Automated experiments in space supported by AI. All right. Well, um, yeah, we don't really have a schedule. So just uh, if you can, just subscribe to us anywhere you can. We, we I make sure to put a call to actions out on all the networks, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, and there are so many now that are being fed by by Apple. It's, uh, it's pretty exciting. But yeah, we do it all ourselves. Anyways, uh, if you are listening to this, you are the human resistance against the malevolent machine. This is Bobby Vaughn Jr. Or you can just call me Bobby V. As well as... Kimberly Schultz. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have an awesome day, and God bless you. God bless you.